You're listening to The Devoted Podcast, where our desire is to be women devoted to the Word of God. We're so glad you're here, and we pray you'll be challenged and encouraged as we look to God's Word together. Hey gals, welcome to The Devoted Podcast. It's so good to have you guys back with us. We have a fun thing that we have planned today for you ladies, because I am sitting with two of my dear friends. So I want to say, have you guys say hello? Is that weird? Would you say hello to your radio or your whatever you're listening to right now? To Becca Frost and Brooke Metter. So say hi, gals. Hello. And this is a first for us. We've done podcasts where there's been one of us, me plus one, but never two. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is this is so fun to get to talk to two of my friends. So why am I talking about or with two of my friends today? And um, it's because we are going to talk about friendship and what godly friendship should look like, what what maybe it shouldn't look like. What are some healthy boundaries? What are some good things? And really, ultimately, what does the word say for us on how we should be friends and what those relationships look like? Because this is kind of a tricky one for us ladies. Um, Sometimes we aren't the best friends. Mm. Anybody else want to agree with that? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) uh, We were listening actually to a a comic thing, like some little comic sketch that was online, and it was discussing kind of the differences between friendships between girls and guys. And I think we we don't even have to play the clip. And just by me saying, uh, comparing a relationship to friends of guys and two friends of girls, those conversations look very, very different for sure. And uh, much more simple. So, you know, but it's our complexities. We like some of that. So I don't know. Let's see, Brooke, why don't you start us off? Give us a highlight that you think that um, what maybe good friendships look like. Oh, yeah. So I think to start off with, you know, the Bible talks about being equally yoked. Mm -hmm. um, And a lot of people apply that to marriage, which is 100% true. But you also I think people people should apply that to friendships too. um, at least ones that Um, where you are building each other up. Um, Mm -hmm. You want to have friends in your life who love the Lord, who are committed to following the Lord, following his word. And that's not to say you can't be friends with people who aren't Christians, but I mean the kind of friendships who that would influence you, you know, the kinds of friendships that you need to lean on in hard times. Like those are the kinds of friendships that I think should be with believers who are committed to living their lives in a way that is honoring to the Lord. So that's probably the biggest first thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think also friends who are honest and Proverbs seventeen seventeen. we all know that verse, that a friend loves at all times, mm-hmm. but loving doesn't mean affirming everything yes. at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so I think that it's important to have friends in your life who will tell you the truth when you need to hear it. I've been mm-hmm. so blessed by that. You know, when a friend in love, you know, out of love tells me like, hey, I love you, but I need to tell you this. And I mm-hmm. think that this can help you, even though it might hurt a little bit. If I know it's coming from a place of love, I can totally understand. And I'm so thankful that I'm not just hearing, you know, happy, bubbly thoughts all the time from yeah. people. Like I need to have people in my life who hold me accountable and against the word, you know, hold yep. me yes. up to the word. I don't know yeah. I'm, I'm yes. phrasing that right. But so, yeah, I think umbrella, those are some of the biggest things in my mind. Oh, I have so many things with that. Before I go, though, <laughs> Becca, what would you want to add to that? Or I definitely want to agree with everything that Brooke yeah. said, because it's so huge. Like, it's one of those things. I mean, it reminds us of, you know, when we were little and your parents tell you, you are who you hang out with. Yep. <laughs> and you always, you know, we're like, whatever. 
whatever, but it's so true. You know, the things that you're constantly around, the friends that you're with, you're going to be more inclined to that. I think Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that we can see that really easily with Joanna Gaines, right? (laughs) She's a huge following. (laughs) And all of a sudden, everyone loves farmhouse design. Everyone has a magnolia house. (laughs) That is true. And so, but it is one of those things that we want to make sure that the ladies that we're constantly in our lives that they are ones that are going to be those ones edifying in the relationship you know Mm -hmm. and like you're being able to encourage them they're encouraging you but also I like how Brooke said that honesty you know Mm -hmm. it's one thing to have those surfacey friendships yeah Um, it's another thing when it goes a little bit deeper and you actually truly know each other in a new way and Mm -hmm. that's just so huge especially when that's built around a relationship with the Lord yeah Mm -hmm. I want to I want to come back to the part you were talking about when especially the the equally yoked thing too I think mm. that is really important and um, something we forget I you know first Corinthians is when it where it says bad company corrupts good morals mm-hmm. you know so we we can see lots of things in scripture that are going to point us to the people that uh, we should be around mm-hmm. you know Pastor Brett always likes to say you know are you the hammer or are you the nail oh, yeah. you know because mm-hmm. there are some relationships that you may be in and I'm saying relationship in a broader sense that you may be called to be someone that you are influencing someone else. Mm -hmm. But what we're kind of talking about is really those people that you're calling your friends, the ones that are sort of your circle and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that you want to make sure you're equally yoked with. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's not always popular. And I, mm-hmm. I think this is a super big pressure for like younger kids and or youth in general. But it's honestly a big pressure even as you're going into mm-hmm. college and then you're in your 20s and your 30s and, and you're starting to take an account of who are my close friends. What do these ones look like? Sometimes we stay in relationships for a long time because we don't want to cut that cord yeah. of maybe this somewhere along the line is not a relationship that is glorifying to the Lord and, yep. and that kind of stuff. But if we can... Bef- well, I see, I was going to divulge into that more, but see, I already did. <laughs> but to back up just a little bit, why do we even want friendships? Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. It's it's interesting to me, and maybe I think about this a little bit more for my introvert self. Like, you know, some of us kind of go like, I don't, I just, I don't need that. I can just be in my own little space and, and that's better. And I think with our particularly our very digital age, it's mm. super easy to be even more isolating. Um, But what would you guys say are some things, maybe the importance of or why we even have this circle anyway? Mm -hmm. I would. One of the big things that I have is the bearing with each other. You Mm. know, it's one of those things with your if it's not that face to face conversation with people and you're going through something rough, it's going to be a lot harder to put those emotions out there, you know, and there's just um, some of my deepest friendships are built off of some of the hardest things Mm -hmm. that either I've personally gone through or that friend has gone through. The first thing that I think of is, you know, going through a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. You can't socially talk about that, you know, through social media. Like that's really, that's that time where you need someone actually to throw an arm around you or you're throwing an arm around someone and saying, you know, I'm here, like let's lift, lift this up to the Lord. And that just that sweet, you know, time of just being able to meet together and, And it also just encourages me knowing, like the Lord says, like, where two or more of you are gathered in my name, I'm there with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and not to discount, you know, praying over the phone or, you know, through a text message, any of those different things. But there is something unique and really special when you're actually with another person or multiple people, you know, just gathering together to talk about the Lord, but also be in those real life conversations with each other. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me. 
that and I think this was a scripture that I we skim over because not probably a lot of us are doing a lot of deep study in Job. And those are some mm. good examples of some not good friendships, right? Yes. I mean, those were some, no one wants to go, I'm one of Job's friends. That mm-hmm. would not have been. But there's there's a part in Job 6 where Job is reflecting on friendship and I probably what he would have has aspired and what he would have hoped his friends would be. But he, he says this, he says, he who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me how that points out to us really the value that God puts on showing kindness to others and coming around that friend. You know, obviously Job did not experience that, Mm -hmm. but that's a weighty word to hear that you're forsaking the fear of the almighty to forsake kindness to those that are around you. And Mm -hmm. so when I'm, you know, in my little introverted self over here going, oh no, I, I don't need to do that. You know, we need to make a check about that for mm-hmm. ourselves to go, hey, am I forsaking kindness to someone be- just because it might not be comfy for me and it might take me out of what I want to do. But I-, I think it is interesting that the Lord really does put a value on friendship. And mm-hmm. then it also, of course, talks about what those friends should look like. Like mm-hmm. we've talked about whether it's the equally yoked thing or Proverbs has all kinds of things to say about having good counsel and that friend being there in adversity. Mm-hmm. What you were saying about going, or you were saying, Becca, about going through like a really low season. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest one, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you are in those moments, the ways in which the Lord uses friendship mm-hmm. to comfort and nurture, yeah, sometimes through a hard word and mm-hmm. sometimes through maybe a sweet word mm-hmm. is kind of irreplaceable. Yeah, I was just going to say that's not something social media can duplicate. Right. Social media friendships are not real friendships, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I think that's a really good word just right there. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, especially coming out of, you know, the lockdown time and all mm-hmm. of that, where we sort of made legitimate excuses, perhaps, that this is what friendship needed to look like for mm-hmm. a season because everything was so locked down. I mean, hopefully we are far beyond that. But <laughs> how that's not rich friendship, right? No. I mean, there's only so far. You can get zoom. real comfy there. It's yeah. true. But that's not, no. That's and not actually, true. that's a great point, too, because I do think there has become this comfortability with mm-hmm. the screen, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you're able to, you can not have to go anywhere. Again, do you all hear my introvert right. self freaking out over <laughs> yeah. here? Because you can sit on your couch and you can this still, quote unquote, hang out. And, but you're, it's not the same. And, you know, I, it's in. It's in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but Mm. encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now we're going to come back to that scripture because I actually, that's where I want to leave us all because I think that's so important for us to focus on the day that we see drawing near and definitely be with one another. But it says, as is the habit of some, and it's saying, don't forsake the habit. Um, Lots of folks are still in situations where they're just staying home. Maybe they're still watching church. And and I'm not trying to say that that isn't, if that's a situation that you must be in, well, then we want to, we're just thankful we have the technology to do it. But I am talking more so to the gal that is um, just choosing Mm. to not come back into society, you know, that we're still either dealing with kind of the digital friendship or the digital church relationship. I don't think that's what we are being told to do. And I like how Brooke said, like, you can get comfortable in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one thing that I've seen so many times is that people have been comfortable at home. And then once they walk back into a situation where they're surrounded with friends, whether that's at a church service or different times, the tears come because all of a sudden they realize, oh, Oh my goodness, I'm back amongst 
like like-minded people and but they were feeling comfortable before they didn't necessarily maybe know they were missing out on it but then all of a sudden once you're there again it's just you know mm-hmm. all the tears because you realize just what a huge part has been missing and i think that really does show what a vital part friendship is in our lives whether we know it or not whether we think we need it or not the real emotions come out you know once we've we haven't had that connection point and then it's brought back it's there mm. and then i would say for some there's the overflow of emotion. And then for others, you might experience a little bit of anxiety coming yes. back. I've yeah. heard that too from mm-hmm. gals that have come into a room for the first time or, you know, even seeing unmasked faces or, you know, just even seeing people face to face. It is um, interesting the how impacting that is. And sometimes your your reaction could be very a, a very anxious one. Yeah. Which I would say if that is you, then man, submit that to the Lord, have no anxious thought he is totally going to take care of you as mm-hmm. you you know submit to trying to be in fellowship with one another. So I I think don't beat up beat yourself up if you come in and you don't have that outpouring of emotion of like, "Oh, I'm so excited I'm here" because maybe you won't be at first, you know. Mm-hmm. But that we still want to be obedient to what the Lord is asking us to do because I think this is a really clear scripture and I, you know, I, I I don't think there's been perhaps anything that any of us have done a social experiment like this before mm-hmm. across the board because everybody had to be home and everybody had to be just, you know, doing their Zoom or maybe your your Instagram DM and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I think that this is something that we might need, some gals might need to be challenged to hear yeah. a little bit of reaching out and having that face-to-face um, conversation, mm-hmm. making those people there. Yep. Okay, Brooke, you kicked us off and at the beginning and you you were talking about the importance of, you know, just being honest Mm -hmm. in your friendships. This is a funny one with gals, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Because there's the honesty of like, well, I'm just telling you the truth, meaning I can tell you whatever (laughs) I want because Mm -hmm. I'm just being truthful. Mm -hmm. So I might ask you, is that the truth in love all Mm -hmm. the time? Or is that just I want to, you know, throw out whatever my opinion is here and and mask it into, well, it's just being honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What just sh- being real? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I'm real. just gonna throw everything out real, there. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing there is um, with every circumstance like that. If you are facing a friendship where like you kind of need to be honest, like keep that in prayer first. Mm-hmm. Like pray that the Lord gives you the opportunity, gives you the timing to talk to your friend, and just pray for the right words. And I have been in so many situations where when I've committed it to prayer, the Lord totally covers that. Mm-hmm. I've also been in situations where I've rushed it and totally biffed it. Yeah. Like, absolutely. The yep. Lord was not in that. In fact, he probably was giving me a check and I ignored it because I felt like, man, I just need to talk to this person and get this out of it. No, like you really, really need to be spending time in prayer with that. And sometimes that happens quick. Sometimes that's not a, I'll spend weeks and weeks in prayer. Sometimes mm-hmm. it looks like that, but sometimes it's even a minute or two in a like quick circumstance yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, ooh, do I need to say something about this? And the Lord will give you a piece about that mm-hmm. or he won't. But I would just say, try to be really aware of that. And if you're on the receiving end of that, really pray about receiving what they're saying. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to know with 100% certainty where someone's heart is at. I think that there are a lot of friends where you can just tell like they're being genuinely loving Mm -hmm. in saying something. And that's where we need to be humble in receiving it (laughs) and at least praying about it and offering that to the Lord. Like, okay, Lord, this is what this person's telling me. What do I do with this? Do I need to kind of about face in this area? 
And then there are other times where people are just jerks. And so <laughs> then you have yeah. to just be forgiving. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, then maybe, I don't know, pray about talking about that. Yeah, but yeah. I just think ultimately it all comes down to prayer and just asking for the Lord's peace in every mm-hmm. situation, case by case. So mm-hmm. what you're hearing Brooke say mm-hmm. over and over here is you need to be praying about <laughs> yes. it. Mm-hmm. So as what I hear of that is really your your foundation of any friendship first has to be the relationship that you personally have with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because if otherwise you're kind of just a lone ranger out there, you're directing yourself. And yep. man, if I'm directing myself, that's not looking good. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be that that first base layer because if you're those little silent prayers throughout the day lifeline i mean mm-hmm. those are so huge and you know sometimes people say that you know there and there's times where you want to take time and you want to really be seeking the lord about something and you're going to set aside a chunk of time that's awesome but really your day should look like a, a conversation with the lord all day and uh, when you were talking about almost those reactionary situations Mm -hmm. where man i have to catch myself with that because if you feel yourself getting fiery about something Mm -hmm. that is probably the time that i need to close my mouth yep Mm -hmm. and i need to just be asking the lord what i need to do about that which means i've got to have my relationship with the lord right first you know so i think that's kind of that good premise of you want to have a good healthy relationship from the start it needs to start with a good healthy relationship Mm -hmm. with the lord first yeah i think proverbs 12 28 says like the wise is cautious in friendship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things that it's it's taking a couple extra seconds before you respond or yeah. taking mm-hmm. a few seconds before you just say something that you actually are, you know, in those where you're having that heart to heart with the Lord saying, okay, is this something I'm supposed to be saying? Is this how I should be acting? I just liked how Brooke was just saying, you know, it's that it's that you're how you're receiving something but then also how you yourself are delivering it too mm-hmm. but you've always already run that through the lord first and yeah. um yeah i just kind of like that it's that it's reminding me to be cautious not cautious of like building up walls and like not letting anyone in kind of thing but just being wise you know going okay is this and then in those you know conversations but then also in a bigger picture of which friends that you're actually linking up with, if you're bringing into, you know, into that closeness with yourself Mm -hmm. of like, okay, is this someone that is going to be a good encouragement? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be a good encouragement to them? Mm -hmm. And perhaps maybe that's kind of taking that inventory of, with you and the Lord of like, who, who are those people that are close in your life and, Mm -hmm. and asking the Lord, um, is this, Right. Are these the mm-hmm. these the people that you've brought around me? In Proverbs thirteen twenty, it says, "Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffer harm." Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get in a mode where perhaps we have been in the companion of fools, and we might not even know it. Yeah. Can you guys add to that a little bit, and maybe an experience, or I don't know. Do you have an example on that one? I think it's one of those things that sometimes you can get into the mindset like, oh we're all Christians. So this is a great situation. Yes. Mm. And I think that's where that, <laughs> unfortunately, that stigma of a Christian lady circle is actually a gossip circle. Oh, goodness. And so yeah. it's like, it can turn. So, you know, like, Oh, well, we're just, we just want to pray for her sweetheart, <laughs> you know, when it's actually like, no, you're just trying to uncover that girl, you know? Yeah. And so there are those things. So we're having to make sure that we're not 
just riding on the coattails of like, oh, this is a Christian friendship, so this is going to be a good situation. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, my pastor growing up, he would always talk about you're either the wood on a flame or you're the water on a flame. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that unfortunately can happen so many times in friendships with gals is that it can turn into that gossiping or the uncovering or just kind of ugly speech, you know? And we just need to make sure that we're, we're the ones that are being that water, just squashing that out. You know, what easy way to be able to completely turn a conversation that could be ugly if, you know, someone's talking about another person and you go, oh, yeah, I know them. They are the most amazing at, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. And you just give that, paying that compliment to who that person is. It's really hard for a conversation to continue on down an ugly road if it's been redeemed, but yeah. you're saying something good about that person instead. Yeah. yeah. When I was in college, is that in Proverbs, the where there's no wood, the fire ceases? Mm-hmm. And I had that verse on my whiteboard in my dorm room <laughs> because <laughs> a dorm can be a breeding ground for gossip. And I decided like I wanted to have that and see that every day. And I think that was really helpful um, just in keeping that like right yes. in like front and center um, when you're with what, 50 other girls yep. <laughs> constantly, it can just be, you got to really watch out for that. And it can be so subtle. So mm-hmm. I just think, um, man, be on your guard for that. And I just think, I mean, if you can be the encouraging friend, the friend mm-hmm. that turns it around, like you were saying, Becca, um, be that friend, yeah. be that person. I love in First Thessalonians 5.11, it talks about encouraging one another, mm-hmm. but then it also talks about building one another up, mm-hmm. you know? And my sweet daughter has totally a little song. So every time I read that verse, I start like singing that in my head. But it is one of those things that we do need to be encouraging one another, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, if you're talking about things that aren't going to be encouraging, then that's the opposite. Like you need, you know, you want to make sure you're coming alongside of someone and the speech that you have is encouraging, but then also building someone up. And sometimes that doesn't mean like empty compliments. Sometimes building someone up means kind of that honesty, like we were talking about earlier of where you're saying like, hey, I see that you're kind of going down this way. Like, let's talk about that. How does that line up with the word, you know, or, or it could be reminding someone who they are in Christ, you know, because because of this season that we've just come out of and so many people have been pulled away, depression has been skyrocketed to mm-hmm. an umpteenth degree. And there's so many gals that would normally not struggle with that that are now struggling with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to be able to have friendships around you that then can encourage you and point you back to the Lord, that's such a huge thing to have. Mm-hmm. I just to come back. I mean, this gossip thing is kind of a big deal. And Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it if if it's that the word gossip sounds like a, I don't know, like an old term. So Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, we don't do that. Oh, my goodness. Gals, you need to like ask yourself, are you participating in anything that would be that way? You know, in Proverbs, it talks about that a whisperer separates close friends. The whisperer, Mm. you know? And what one of you guys were talking about that we are really good at getting in circles and and just uncovering folks Mm -hmm. in the name of spirituality or prayer or making Mm -hmm. it sound like it's care and concern. We need to be really guarded about that. Or it can be disguised as venting. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been guilty of that. Oh, I just got to blow some steam. This just really bothered me. Is right. that gossip or are you really like seeking advice from a godly person? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, there's a safety in a multitude of counselors. So if you need counsel in a situation, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're just, oh, I just need, I just need to talk about this. this right. is so, be so careful about that. Because yep. mm-hmm. I think we can talk about gossip and it's this, oh, gossip, this word. But like, no, really evaluate like, am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the answer is probably yes for most mm-hmm. of us <laughs> when we're not careful. And it can be sneaky. Yeah. It can be super sneaky. I like how Ephesians 4.29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk mm-hmm. come out of your mouths. Yeah. Because I think I love the how general, that's a pretty broad term. Mm-hmm. When you think of unwholesome talk, boy, there's a whole bunch of things I could say that is that really wholesome though? I, I mm-hmm. you know, probably again, sounds like an older term, but man, I sure think we could run things through that sieve and go, yep, that probably is not edifying at all. And if you continue in Ephesians 4, 29, it says, but only say what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And that's a great one when you're talking about our venting exercise, mm-hmm. right? Is, is it benefiting the one who's listening? Yeah, no. That's yeah. definitely probably not mm-hmm. in that category. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight talks about the person that uh, stirs up conflict. <laughs> and I right. think that can really come out of the venting part yes. where you're like, oh, I'm just venting. I just have to get this out. But the people that are listening to you, is that going to then stir up conflict within them with that other person mm-hmm. or group of people mm-hmm. or, you know, those different things? Like, we want to be the opposite. Like, we want to stir up love. <laughs> we don't want to stir up conflict. Yep. And I, uh, so how this looks online is it's usually called the rant, right? And so someone will write their whole thing and then they'll say rant over or (laughs) done ranting, you know, and, but it, and and online it's almost worse, right guys? Cause there's no person, there's no facial expression for you to read on the other side. And I think somehow, um, folks kind of have, they feel like they can almost say anything because there feels like less accountability or something, which that's kind of ironic if you think about it, because literally everyone is reading everything that that you're writing there. But I think that could be perhaps how it looks on paper or, you know, on your screen of what well, is that wholesome talk or not? And I think all of these things go back to the fact if you're in that place where you're feeling like I'm going to vent, I need to rant something. That was probably that moment, that check where you needed to stop and, and just be seeking the Lord doesn't have to be a week or a day. Maybe the Lord will say, no, you do need to seek me for a mm-hmm. week or a day on this. But it could just be, you know, those little prayers that's going to calm you down, asking the Lord to give you his perspective on the situation. I pray that all the time because I know there's things that I miss. And, and particularly if it's a person that's kind of injured you, Jesus loved and loves and died for that person, yeah. you know, that you might be really angry at right now. Jesus loves that person so much that there's a sacrifice involved. Mm-hmm. So asking the Lord to give me his eyes towards that person, that that can be really helpful in those mm-hmm. moments for sure. First Peter 4, 8 says to um, be have fervent love for one another and that love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it's one of those things that we so quickly are like, oh, yes, love covers my sin. But are we willing to be loving towards the person mm-hmm. that sinned against us mm-hmm. and making sure that and it doesn't just say like, it's just like kind of sort of like mamsy pamsy love. Like it's a fervent love. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of like steps it up a notch just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of checks me going, ooh, have I been like that to all those around me? Mm-hmm. I was reading in Colossians, and Becca, you kind of touched on this verse already earlier, but in Colossians 3, if I may read a little bit of it, um, in verse 12, it starts, it says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, 
kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. I feel like that is such good instruction with friendship Mm. specifically. (laughs) Um, And exactly what you're saying, like it's so we're so quick to be like, oh yeah, I'm forgiven and grace. And that's all true and wonderful. But then like put the Lord's eyes on Mm -hmm. other people too. It's like, you know, it does not all revolve around me. So, (laughs) you know, I think it can be so easy to think Mm. of ourselves first there. And um, we should be looking at others with that. I'm loving all these scriptures because it is interesting when you when you really do look at scripture, there's a lot to, to be said. The oh, yeah. Lord is telling us how we are to even interact personally with people. And, you know, for any times when people will say, well, the Bible doesn't have something to say about that. It actually really does. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shift gears for just a minute because sometimes I hear folks that, um, you know, gals that really want that like really close, tight friendship and they just don't have it, you know? For whatever reason, that is just not something that the Lord has put into their life. I mean, for all kinds of reasons, maybe. But what are, what do you guys, what's the counsel for gals that are in that situation? I would say first, and it sounds redundant, but ask the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. And I know that might sound really overly simplified, but I mean, the Lord says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. And that's not to say that he's going to give you all the things you ask for. But I just think it's such a good practice to just ask the Lord Mm -hmm. for things. Mm -hmm. He invites us to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful for that. But then on top of that, maybe take some time and evaluate if, if you're putting yourself out there to find those friendships. I know, especially for single gals, it can be easy to kind of, you know, withdraw (laughs) and Mm -hmm. be cozy in your little, like we've been talking about, like you get comfortable in a certain way, But maybe the Lord is asking you to put yourself out there to join a different volunteer team at church to do. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. loads of different things you could do. But I I mean, I would just suggest like maybe evaluating that. Like, am I am I too comfortable? Do I need to put myself out there? Am I you know, Mm -hmm. am I trying to meet people? I think that's kind of a two way street. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times it can be easy to think, well, no one has said hi to me. And I you know, it's it's got to be both ways, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and I've been there. It's hard. Yeah. I'm not saying it's easy, but I would just take some time to evaluate that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I think I've definitely had those seasons where it has felt very lonely, where you're like, well, yeah. it's just me, myself, and I, you know? But it's also one of those times that those have been really rich times with the Lord. But like you said, asking the Lord, going, okay, Lord, you know my heart. You know that I'm mm-hmm. lonely. You know that I want to have some like-minded friendships that could be really close in those different things. And I like what you said, like getting, being willing to step out there as an introvert. I mean, I cringe. I'm like, Oh, what do you mean? I have to put myself out there. But at the same time, Oh, just such sweet friendships have then come out of that. And just being willing to walk up to someone after a service or those different things. And especially now during the season, a smile to someone can Mm -hmm. be so huge. And just even starting conversations off with like the easy things of like, Hey, I noticed you have this type of whatever, you know, I have that too, you know, just finding a commonality Mm -hmm. thing amongst it. 
But it's also one of those, I like how you said you have to put yourself out there because there's times I remember with during that baby season and the toddler season, you feel so alone because it's you and diapers, Mm -hmm. you and a sleeping schedule, you Mm -hmm. and feeding. And you just are trying to figure out you're like, you know, will I ever be able to have friends again kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's where those things where you just have to push it and just go, okay, you know what? I'm going to call up the friend and I'm going to invite them over and let them know like, Hey, you're coming over. My house is going to be a mess. (laughs) Please ignore the smell. Just come in, come as you are. And like, just accept me as I am and let's hang out. And even if it's for 15 minutes or, you know, or two hours, there's just such a, sweet time that can happen out of that but also on the other side of that if you see a gal that maybe has pulled back and you know and it's one of those things that I think sometimes married gals get weird and they don't know how to invite a single friend on forget that Mm -hmm. throw open your doors call your single friend and say hey I want you to come over come hang out and let's hang out you know and not just you one-on-one but have them come and hang out with your family yeah. you know like mm-hmm. i don't know I, so many times people will go oh i don't want them to feel like a third wheel Pfft, whatever <laughs> forget that you know like there's just such sweet friendships that can come through that and knowing like one i don't know there's just so many things that build off of that there's an encouragement of like seeing your marriage for that single person whether that's good or bad you know and like but also for that married couple than to see, you know, there's just, I don't know, it's that edifying and the encouraging, you know, like there's things that different people are going to have in their lives and it can be really cool just to just open the door, invite the people in and just, just do it. Even how, Mm -hmm. no matter how uncomfortable it can be, it will be comfort after that. So I was just going to add, and I'm glad you touched on this. Like I can speak on behalf of the single gals. Yes. (laughs) We don't care if you're, kitchen's a mess we (laughs) if you're a mom and you're lonely we'll do your dishes we don't care if you have diapers we don't care like we i love being a part of my friends who have kids and who are married their lives i love that and it's honestly one of the perks of being single is if my friend's having a hard time i can run over there and just Mm. be like hey let's hang out you know so i'm so glad you mentioned that because i feel like it's so cool that is a cool thing and it's not only i think that um that maybe your single friends want someone to hang out. Honestly, as married folks, we need our single friends. Yes. yes. You know, and I, I always think it's such a great picture of just the many members of the body, mm-hmm. right? We're in different spots in life and all those kinds of things, but we need those folks. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's using them in their ministries in ways that you're not being used. And, but at the end of the day, you can kind of honor and glorify the Lord together in the different places that you're in. Oh, yeah. But you need those people. Yep. And I love that. But Becca, you also said something about it, it takes inst- it takes some instigation on our part, right? Mm-hmm. And we all belong to a church that's gotten really big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have people that come in our doors. They're like, oh, I just I don't know how to get plugged in. I don't. Mm-hmm. And, and there can be a mentality. And I hope this doesn't sound too harsh, gals, but we can come in and go, well, if no, like Becca said, nobody said hi to me. Mm-hmm. They don't care that I'm here. And then that can kind of start creeping into sort of this little bit of victim mentality and discontentment. Mm -hmm. So if I can just go ahead and be super harsh right there off the bat. So I'm but here's the thing about that is because I'm not meaning it to be harsh, but we are called to be content in whatever situation we're in. And I have had some gals come and talk to me that maybe it's a um, relationship that ended and they don't Mm. understand why that relationship with that guy ended and their timing. This is not what I had planned, you know. 
And when that season continues, the season of seeming loneliness or seeming not having that close friend there, sometimes I've, I, you know, I wonder if the Lord would say, I'm trying to get your attention because the Lord really wants to be our first love, no matter what, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's a relationship guy and gal, or that's just friendships that we have, because we want to be careful that we're not replacing the Lord with the people that we can, you know, Mm. see and touch and, you know, put our hand around, you know, those are good things. We want that, but the Lord wants our attention first. Mm -hmm. I love that you bring that up because I think that's one thing that we do have to remember in friendship that when we do have a, whether on a joyous occasion or a struggle or something that we're just really trying to figure out, do we run to the Lord first Mm -hmm. or do we run to our friends first? Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that, man, I always have to check myself, like always running to like taking this to the Lord in prayer first and then, then seeking out a friend and saying, Hey, will you pray alongside of me in this kind of thing? Or, you know, even asking, Hey, do you have any verses of encouragement or any biblical advice with this, but making sure first and foremost, it always starts with the Lord Mm -hmm. and then those friendships after that. I would ask gals too, like actually ask yourself, do you, can you think of a friend right now that you could call and say, would you pray for me right now? Mm. Because if you don't have a friend that you know you could call and, or text and say, maybe it is just a text that say, okay, I need prayer. And I'm not discounting those because I think that's huge. And I do that all the time. But I also think we need a friend that we actually know will pray with us over the phone. Mm -hmm. We'll drop what they're doing and actually elevate prayer um, I guess the importance of it in your relationship, but do you have that comfortability with someone? Because I just think that is so important mm-hmm. for not only the types of people that we have of friends, but we need that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I love that both Amy has now mentioned, like just dropping everything and being ready to pray. And Brooke, you also mentioned it, like just being willing to drop anything and go to a friend's house and say, you need help? I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I think of those times that, you know, something I, you know, not very long ago, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that it was a hard hit because this was the second time it had come back. And I was able to reach out to two different friends and one prayed right there on the phone. Mm -hmm. And then the other one literally showed up on my doorstep Mm -hmm. and she just sat and she was like, I'm here. Let's pray. Like, let's pray and let's cry together. And I'm just so thankful that I had those. Um, because the first time my mom went through her cancer, I didn't have that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I felt very lost. And one of those things of like, man, who do I turn to this? But even with that feeling that lost, I was still able to go to my church at the time and say, okay, I need prayer, you know, Mm -hmm. and they had a sweet Titus two gal that was willing to go, okay, I'll chat with this, you know, 20 year old girl and just pray with her. And so I think it's one of those things that sometimes we look for friendships that are just going to be the same age of us or maybe the same thing. But I would just encourage also that Titus two friendship too, you know, like that like mindedness of having a gal that is a bit wiser in her walk with the Lord that you can have that friendship with where you can ask those hard questions and you can come, you know, bring the stuff, the hard, the easy, the fun. And I would just encourage our older ladies to be willing to have those conversations with the younger gals. I think so many times it's like, oh, I don't have anything to share or I'm an empty nester. I don't have anything. But man, it's huge. Like, you know, there's just from the little things of both, you know, the really deep theological (laughs) conversations, but also the little things of like, how do you bake an apple pie? 
well, honey, I can show you that, you know, like it's those different building those friendships off of that, you know, of just uh, being willing to meet together in the Lord, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I would say too that I feel like there is such a need for those sweet Titus two mm-hmm. women right now. And oh, I wonder yeah. sometimes if our dear Titus two women think they're not Titus 2 women yet. You know, um, there's so much when you read Titus 2 and it talks about the older teaching the younger. It doesn't count your gray hairs. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, and, and, you know, you could even look at that as perhaps it's a relationship where you're just older in the ways of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You've walked with the Lord longer. Um, So don't wait till you think that, you know, there's some special certification to be, you know, Titus 2 in that just personally how how can you do that if if you're a mama of high school kids you know because i see this all the time there's there's moms that are in elementary school they really do need to hear from you Mm -hmm. you know and and don't it's not like you're trying to throw out your vast wisdom like you know but just coming along and encouraging where what did you need to hear what things could we say to ourselves from like five years ago Mm 10 years ago that we or you know, things that we wish someone had told us. But follow those promptings. Sometimes I do just think that is a prompting of the spirit to encourage someone that sometimes we're like, oh, they don't need to hear that. Mm-hmm. I remember this is a real tricky thing when people are going through grief, mm-hmm. because when somebody has gone through a real tragedy, there is, I don't know what it is about us that we sit here and we're like, well, I don't want to text them. I don't want to bother them. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I'm sure they have so much going on. I am convinced that that thought is from the pit mm-hmm. um, because I've been on the receiving end of people that just sent me text messages or sent me cards six months, eight months, nine months and two days after my dad died. Mm-hmm to just encourage and what they were doing they were just following a prompting now it's it's one of those things where some people are like oh well now i've waited too long and i didn't send that card or you know now i shouldn't do that i'm telling you if if the lord puts it on your heart to pray for that person that you know is really struggling right now first of all pray for them and then and then let them know whatever Mm -hmm. way that looks for it can be super simple or it could be over the top man i had some friends talk about almost being the friend uh, that you want to receive. I, I have had just been on the receiving end of some tremendous people who have loved me so well. But some of y'all are gifted in being the kind of friend to someone that will just blow their socks off. Mm-hmm. And it might be something simple. It could be a coffee that showed up on your door. It could be, I, I remember there was a sweet gal that bought toys for my kids when my dad died, when we mm. when we came back from the funeral, everything's been sad and all of these things. We just came home to these little, it was like a little mini Christmas for them. Oh, and she crazy. just knew that that's a hard time for kids too, you know? Mm-hmm. So that ministered to me so much. And, but I also know sometimes those things are like, oh, well that, that, no, they won't like that. That's silly. You know, I don't know them well enough to say that ditch all of those, Mm -hmm. those excuses, because that those are the friends that are born out of adversity Mm -hmm. that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, a doorstop coffee drop is no one's ever going to say no no to that. Never, never. I mean, it's Well, we, we probably should just end on coffee. Right yeah. there. Can you tell what's <laughs> really important? Right. I want to come back to the scripture that we mentioned at the beginning, because I just think this is so important. But Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, we read it earlier. I'm going to say it again. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. 
we've talked about several different things within what that should look like with friendship, just how to love one another, to encourage and spur one another on for good works. That's being in good company right there. But this end of this verse is, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Gals, if ever we have had a day, and perhaps people have been saying this long before me and long before the podcast platform, but if ever there was a day that we needed to encourage one another to have friends that are sharpening one another as iron sharpens one another, it's today. Mm -hmm. The day is drawing near. So let's, as gals, I hope we'll stop like making excuses for either why we're not being the friend that we should be, or if you're in that spot where maybe those friends aren't there right now, really, truly seeking the Lord about why? What is it that you need to teach me, Lord, right now? But I, I want to bring us back to that, that it it's sort of, it's an encouragement, but an admonition from the Lord, really, to some do get in the habit of forsaking this piece, and we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to throw anything else out there before we wrap up? I would just say, just be encouraged. You know, like, if you don't have those friendships right now, be willing to step out and, like, try for those friendships. Maybe you do have friendships right now that you're like, ooh, maybe this isn't exactly edifying, you know? Really take those back to the Lord, too, mm-hmm. and, and pray through that. But then also ask the Lord how you can be a better friend. <laughs> it's one of those things mm-hmm. that, you know, like sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're living life. But maybe there's things that we could be doing more that would be honoring the Lord by us, mm-hmm. you know, being willing to just do a bit more in our friendships and being willing to encourage and to build each other up. Yeah. And I was just going to say, if there's something we talked about, maybe you feel a little convicted by, um, just know that the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow Mm -hmm. to anger and of great Mm -hmm. mercy. Maybe you've fallen into the gossip pool. That's the Lord can forgive you and he can redeem you and he can help you be better. And I just, just just know that there's hope there and don't feel like you're, oh, I'm too, I'm just bad at that, whatever. Mm. Like, just know that like the Lord will honor you wanting to turn and go a different direction with that. Mm -hmm. I just, I would just say, take heart. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. This has been so fun. I suppose I should dispel the myth as we wrap up that we are not in my closet right now. (laughs) Not this time. No, that was just a little too tight. I mean, it's a decent sized closet, but not. We could have made it work, Amy. I don't know. I don't know. Might've gotten a little toasty in there. I'm not (laughs) sure. So, but this has been a lot of fun. So thank you guys for doing this with me. Thank you for letting us come. And we will catch you guys next time on the Devoted Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to The Devoted Podcast. We are a ministry of Athey Creek Christian Fellowship in Westland, Oregon. For more resources, or if you need prayer or encouragement, send us an email at devotedpodcast at atheycreek.com.